When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sitting with me right now is the host of The Other Side of Midnight. I talk about him all the time. He's one of the real talented guys left in New York City. There's a lot of hosts, not a lot of very talented hosts. He's one of them. My friend Frank Morano. Frank, good morning. How are you, pal? Good morning, Sid. It's great to be here, and it's great to see you and Pete. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, you're a big Judas Priest guy? I like that song uh, because the whole after midnight connotation of it. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. Rocking after so midnight. So do you play that for your show? Once in a while, yeah. 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 Uh, the uh, first three hours we play Enter Sandman, yeah. right? And then the last hour it's uh, I'm Not Tired Yet. Did, did you text Mariano Rivera and ask if that's okay? Uh, no, I got permission from Billy Wagner. <laughs> Even better. Exactly. Uh, now, why are you all dressed up? You look very handsome today. Well, uh, Jennifer, who's kind enough to uh, book guests, he says Steve, she said Steve Gutenberg is going to be here. Right. You can't be dressed all slow. Slovenly in your pajamas like you normally are. We have a reputation to maintain as a station, ah, so uh, I don't want to embarrass anyone. But why don't people uh, dress like this every single day? Why, you, well, you you're stylish. That. You're stylish. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. We're not. Why not just do it every day? I, my guys, they came in for the Tunnel to Towers, uh, what was that, uh, Radiothon, and uh, Phil, for example, wore a, 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 a turtleneck and a pair of slacks. Alec wore a sport jacket. They looked good. And now today they're back to looking like scumbags. Why? What is the... You know, I I guess that's the nature of radio, right? That's why you go into radio, especially in a behind-the-scenes role rather than TV. But a a lot of other broadcasters have taken your uh, approach. John Gambling, for instance, always... uh, John A. Gambling, always dressed in the nice... Joe Franklin always approached uh, the microphone wearing a suit and tie. He loves Strites Matzo. (laughs) 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 And Dominic Carter always wears a tie, Yes, Dominic looks very, very nice, yes. And uh, I miss more a cowboy hat. Well, Why did he do that, Frank? What was it? You got me. I don't. I, you, I, you'd be the person I'd be asking that to. <laughs> no, I have to. no I idea. Know. It was the silliest thing I've ever seen. Right. Dumbest. Uh, here's what we'll do. Where is uh, Lou Rufino? Because I get yelled at now for the clock. This is a new thing. So I have to break at like 48, break up the momentum from the guest, take like a two-minute break, and then bring the guest back at like 50-51, Take them back to the top of the but hour. But if it's a, a net, not a network show and there are no <laughs> affiliates depending right. upon you to break, why right. do you need to break at 48? You know, Frank uh, asked a very interesting question, which I've been asking for months, but they claim it messes with the clock. I, I have no patience to argue. Well, what messes with the people listening is they're hearing an enjoyable conversation Correct. all of a sudden to be interrupted and say, oh. all right, see you later. I couldn't agree more. Bo Deedle complained about it yesterday. I'm not complaining. I want to be on record. <laughs> <laughs> Can you take us to Breakville? You know how to do that? I guess he does. We're going to come back with the very talented and entertaining Frank Morano discussing a wide range of topics from Kathy Hochul's State of the State to my man Chang in Brooklyn to what's going to happen in that big council race in Brooklyn as well. More with Frank Morano right after this.
So I just got this from Barbara Salerno Ferrone. Hey, uh, listener, she said, in my opinion, when you have Curtis on, I turn the radio off. I don't care for him. That Guido voice he has is irritating, and he's not very compelling. Plus, he never misses an opportunity to talk about you and how he's the reason why you're back on the radio in New York. I'm, I'm having this, um, this um, dilemma, this fight in my own head here. Mm. I decided to bring Curtis on not once a week, but twice a week. Mm. But I guess he does this afternoon show, which I don't listen to. And um, he thinks he's being funny, but I'm getting messages from listeners that he's being really vicious and over the top and not funny. So now I think I have to scale it back to once a week or maybe not at all. What do you think, though, Frank? I think you should. He, he also makes fun of you all the oh, time. Oh, constantly. Yeah. But I don't mind. It's great promotion, and uh, I, he does it sort of with very tongue-in-cheek. Honestly. No, but it's, 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 I, I always said that, too. But now I'm getting, like, Bob Cornicelli, for example, he ran against uh, Andrew Galbarino. Mm-hmm. He sent me a text the other day. He said, that was not tongue-in-cheek. That was flat-out nasty. When Curtis doesn't like someone, and I think you know this better than anybody, he really just doesn't talk about them. Now, also, you've got a, a few. Well, are you nuts? He can't stand Mayor Eric Adams. Well, that's the, all he talks about well, is Adams all day. I'm talking of radio, right? Yeah. If you listen to the, if you want to know who Curtis doesn't like, yeah. listen to the people that he doesn't mention. No, I understand that. I, I know, I know his shtick, but right. when it gets to the point where my phone is blowing up at one o'clock every afternoon, I don't want to deal with that. I just don't. I don't need it. So you're making programming decisions based on who's deciding to text you at what time? Well, they wake me up in my nap. Right. Okay. I gotta take a nap well, every day. As long as everybody knows the keys to the kingdom here and how. <laughs> How guests are booked. I, right. I think that's uh, that's the important thing. I got to blow them out. I have no choice. I think also a lot of the people, they take Curtis seriously when he, he shouldn't be taken seriously. 100% true. And I've told these people time and time again, it's all shtick. Right. And they come back and go, it may be shtick, but it's getting nasty. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. Again, I don't care. But I can't. I can't be woken up from my nap. I I, I need to sleep in the afternoon. The, you can the, appreciate that. The do not disturb option. I can't do it. Yeah, I got okay. the mayor texting me, and I'm talking to Trump. I got a lot <laughs> going on here. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Uh, the state of the state last night. Uh, the governor. How did she do? Uh, yesterday afternoon, me- mediocre. Yesterday and, afternoon. Yeah. Right, it was. Right. Um, it was a mediocre delivered speech. No real items of uh, major consequence. No big uh, projects. Nothing that's going to define her legacy. She did uh, throw a nod, and I expected a little bit more of this given the results that we just saw in the gubernatorial race. She did make a little tip of the hat to bail reform. She said judges should be given some discretion. She said that bail reform should be revisited and tweaked. little light on specifics. She did say she wants to hire more prosecutors, more state troopers, and uh, invest heavily into mental health, all of which I think is good. But she tried to tweak bail reform last year, last session, and the legislature rolled her. So why would she be able to be do at this time, especially when she just gave them what they wanted in terms of going along with this massive pay raise. If she was serious about bail reform, she should have said, no, I'm not signing a pay raise until you pass bail reform. Couldn't agree more. Let's go to this uh, Brooklyn City Council race. You know, Mike Ragusa was live in studio last Friday. Then I get a text from Inna Vernikoff on Monday saying, hold on a second, Sid. I didn't say I'm endorsing Ari Kagan yet. There's a lot of really qualified Republicans yet to announce or even going to run my job is I want to get the best Republican in there. I'm not saying it's not Ragusa. All she said was, Sid, be patient. I know he's your friend, but be patient. 
let's get the best Republican out there to run against Justin Brennan. What are you hearing about this Well, race? look, this is uh, going to be a very competitive race in both the primary and the general. Uh, but candidates are going to have to jump in quickly. Petitioning starts in a month, right? So it's a new political calendar. The primaries in June, not September. It used to be in September. So petitioning wouldn't start until much later in the year. We're here. So candidates, if they're not enrolled in the campaign finance system and starting uh, to raise money to qualify for matching funds within a matter of days or weeks, they're not serious candidates. So on the Republican side, you have Michael Ragusa running. You have Ari Kagan running. And uh, we're also hearing a couple of other uh, people that are well-known in this part of the district. Liam McCabe, who's run for the seat before, and uh, Brian Fox, who ran for the seat two years ago and almost won. He was ahead on Election Day, and it's only once those paper ballots were counted that he didn't uh, that he didn't emerge as the winner. And then they're talking about maybe a female candidate jumping into this race as well. you got to keep in mind, under the new lines, though— This old lady Anna I keep hearing about. Yeah, I, I don't know much about her, but under the new lines— lines, whatever Republican emerges is going to be at a disadvantage in the general election. It's a very Democratic district now. The best chance that the Republicans have for a pickup in Brooklyn might be this new Asian Republican seat that they've created. And they're actually talking about maybe running Lester Chang for that seat. Next well, it looks like Lester Chang, though, is going to survive. They screwed my good buddy Thomas Sullivan in Queens. They stole that from him. He won. He beat Stacey Pfeiffer Amato, but they stole that from him. But it does look like Lester Chang is going to survive in Brooklyn, yes? It does look that way. I mean, the state assembly was would love to block him, but then they realized that a lot of their members, a lot of Democratic members of the majority, including Deborah Glick here in Manhattan, for instance, they don't actually live in the districts that they're claiming to represent. Right. So it became a situation, all right, how do we seat Assemblyman Michael Blake? How do we seat Deborah Glick? And yet that guy the, is the one person we're going to make residency an issue for? Come on, this has gone on for years in Albany. And if they were going to raise an issue, it should have been done uh, at the time of petitioning. And I think everybody realizes that. You agree? He, he's going to have a problem Who's with his, w- Lester Chang okay. with the rent control department, right? Yeah. Uh, because that's something you're only supposed to take if it's your primary residence. Right. And looks like maybe that wouldn't have been that might not have been an appropriate thing to take but that's not a matter for the state assembly to decide that's a matter for i don't know an ethics uh, right, violation right. or a prosecutor to right. look into well, so listen, we'll see uh, thank you for coming in this morning oh you were here anyway you did your own great show thank you well, but I, thank you for staying and you were great and i love when you come on the show people love when he comes on the show see all the feedback i get back when frank when frank Mano's on is great and uh, with Curtis, it's not so good. So Let me preemptively say, Sid, I love you, too. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> Usually you won't say that. Frank's like, okay, see you next time. <laughs> I told you what Ian Eagle once said. He said, yeah, love, well, I don't know. I'm fond of you, but I'm not going as far as love. So thank you for that. Frank Morano, folks, you. every overnight here on WABC, he's a great radio host. He gets tremendous ratings and the one-two punch of Morano and Rosenberg. Mornings at WABC make it a great day for the rest of this cast. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.